Calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team, struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business, learn when it's time to hire a team, and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. We are back this week with another episode, and we are excited to have another guest with us today, Bev Feldman. Uh, Love your business, but hate dealing with your email marketing platform? Then you need Bev Feldman, your personal tech fairy. Bev helps service-based solopreneurs to build seamless automations in ConvertKit so that you can save time have energy to help your clients and increase opportunities to earn money from your business without using icky feeling marketing techniques, which I think everybody can relate to. Bev loves geeking out on technology, getting online platforms to fit together like a puzzle so that you can nurture relationships through email while you focus your time and energy on the parts that light you up. That's a really good bio and a very good intro, if I must say. So thank you for um, joining us and welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Kelly and Melissa. We're recording this. We're getting ready for a a massive blizzard. So look outside, everybody take everybody on this on this podcast. Take a look outside to look at your green grass and your clear brown grass. But oh, yeah, yeah, brown grass. (laughs) Regardless, it'll soon be gone. uh, Sorry, Melissa, I interrupted you. I was going to say, can you use some of that tech fairy genius to do away with the snow? That's not what I was going to say, but in the light <laughs> of this conversation, I just love that you use fairy in your, your, your personal bio. Magic is part of our everyday life. Mm-hmm. And how did you come to, to bring that to yours? I love it. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that actually that the way I came up with your personal tech fairy in terms of my business name was actually through Pepperling, which we were just chatting about and how I connected with you. It was at one of our monthly booths before I was, I had officially started my business. My business launched in January of 2021. And I was trying to come up with this new business and what to call it. And as I was describing what it is I wanted to do, I called myself, I'm like, oh, I'll be your personal tech fairy and help with this. And people are like, oh, is that the name of your business? I was like, no, like you should totally call it that. I was like, oh, like it would never have crossed my mind to call Mm -hmm. it that. But there is a little bit of magic involved with not only like making it work, but just the things that we can do with it. Like, I I think it's kind of magical in an odd sort of way. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we can agree that like the people we work with, all clients are like, just do you just make it happen? Like wave your magic wand and make it happen. So exactly. it totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You get to do that. You get exactly. to, you make the magic happen. Yes. Your, your Harry yeah. Potter wand and you get yeah. to make that work. <laughs> or Tinkerbell. Yeah. Yes. Are you universal or are you Disney? Like, right. True. true. That's a great icebreaker. Oh, I you're, like it. You're mm-hmm. drawing a line in the sand there, Birch. I, I know, see. but I, I know where I fall. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> 
what kind of clients do you generally work with? I know it's, you know, solopreneurs, service-based. Do you work with a lot of coaches or where do you levitate to with your clients? You know, it really runs the gamut. I had a financial planner. I've worked with a number of coaches. I've had a lot of interest from realtors. So it's hmm. kind of a little bit, all, I, I can't really point a finger at any one spot. It's been very interesting though, to get to have my hand in all these different types of businesses. We get a lot of like realtors. It's nice to see them get in the game of mm-hmm. like email marketing and all of that, because you don't, I don't know, I guess you don't think of it that way, but they do need it. It's important for them to exactly. stay in touch with people. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to talk today about email sequences, specifically maybe for launches and how to avoid annoying people mm-hmm. um, when, when you're in the middle of a launch, because as the launcher, you you know you need to get all this information out and you really want to push it to people. But as the consumer, sometimes it's like, oh, really? It's been five yeah. minutes and now there's another email. So talk to <laughs> us about that. Yeah, I think, I mean, you bring up such a great point that it's, as the person running your business, it's a fine balance between, like you said, getting the information out and not annoying your subscribers by just inundating them with emails. And I think a really important way that you can do this is by ensuring that your email marketing platform is set up in such a way that it's identifying people if they make a purchase for whatever thing you're selling during your launch and then takes them off. Once they make that purchase, first of all, sends them emails so they get, you know, acknowledged that they purchased the thing, they get those thank yous, but also so that they're taken off from all the other emails where they're being sold to, because there's nothing more annoying than signing up for something, buying something, and to still get emails asking you, oh, have you bought this thing? Have you signed up for this thing yet? Especially when they're right in a row, you're like, you just sent me a thank you email or a reminder email. And now in the next email, five minutes later, you're telling me to go sign up. You're like, what's happening? Right. And I just gave you all my money. Now yeah. you are <laughs> bugging me again. Yeah. I mean, it causes confusion for, for the recipient, the consumer, for lack of a better word. But also, you know, I think it loses a little bit of that trust there. You're like, well, I don't get it. I thought I just made this purchase and you did it not go through. Am I going to get charged more than one time? And you want to make sure that you're leading people on this journey to know that they made the right decision or laying that that concern that comes up is by showing them that like you're you acknowledge that they made the purchase and you don't keep asking them to do something that, that they've already done. Mm. I feel like business owners get excited when someone makes a purchase mm-hmm. and they really focus on the marketing and trying to sell, but then they sort of ignore those people that have just purchased and like trying to keep them sticking around. Some people call them sticky emails where you're, you're just kind of keeping them warm until like, whether it's a program that needs to start or you're waiting to deliver the product to them. Like, do you, what, do you have recommendations for that? And is that something you also help people with is getting all that set up? Yeah. I mean, there's really a variety of ways that I help people. So like even in my own email marketing, for example, whether or not someone buys anything for me, whether they hire me to do their email marketing at this point, that is the purchase. There's nothing (laughs) that they're purchasing (laughs) other than working with me. But, you know, I try to, I'm always nurturing that relationship. So I actually have a series of automated emails that go out to people once they sign up. And so that's something that I do with clients. So for example, even if you're brand new to email marketing, 
a big thing that I encourage is some sort of welcome sequence. And that's, you know, a term that gets thrown out a lot, I think. And it's a combination of like, well, what, what is a welcome sequence Mm -hmm. versus what's a nurture sequence? And do I really need one? And I always recommend to people, whether you're doing a live launch or you're kind of in between launches that you have something that automatically goes out to your subscribers so that no matter when they enter onto your list, you know that they're hearing from you, that you're building up that relationship with them. And you're not just showing up in their inbox when you have something to sell. Like you want to show that like, obviously we all have businesses to run and therefore we have to earn money from them, but we also have value that we can impart on our audience. And that's how you, part of how you build that relationship is by showing that you're knowledgeable in your area and not just kind of ghosting people once they sign up from your list because you're not actively selling or launching something in the moment. Yeah. It's tough to juggle everything because it's like, Mm -hmm. all right, I've got a freebie on my website. So I need probably a sequence for that. The welcome sequence, the nurture sequence, the selling sequence, and then the retargeting, not the retargeting, but the to clean up your list, to, Mm -hmm. to go through and send those emails out. There's so much it's not just selling. And yeah. I think a lot of people think maybe it is just selling, but it's mm-hmm. there's so much goes into it. Exactly. But I will say that one of the great things about setting up an automated sequence, like a welcome or nurture sequence, is that, yeah, it takes some work at the beginning, but once you have it set up, it's, it's constantly going. So it's not like you have to remember to send a weekly email or a weekly newsletter, which you know requires you every week to sit down at your computer and write it. So it's like, it's a little bit of that upfront work. And then it hopefully is working automatically in the background. So you don't have Mm. to think about it. Yeah. And what, um, what platform do you like to use for your email marketing? What do you generally work in? So I am personally a huge ConvertKit fan. I've been on the platform since 2016. So that's just you know, my jam. It's the one I know the best. I've helped clients on other platforms such as ActiveCampaign, but I really focus on ConvertKit. I was going to say, tell me what you really like about ConvertKit. Because as we were talking about before we started, there are different camps on the different (laughs) platforms. Sort of like like Universal versus Disney. I know. I don't don't mean to be like adversarial today, but I, uh, I guess it's the storm. But tell me what you really like about ConvertKit. Because there are different ones to choose from. And, and um, we want our people to know what are the benefits of exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because for the longest time, I actually didn't have a very good answer. I was like, well, I started using it because, because a bunch of bloggers I was following at the time were using it. And so it seemed like a good idea. And so I feel like for the longest time, I was just like, well, I'm on it because that's why I switched and that's why I continue to be on it. But as I've really like developed this business and you know, this question comes up a lot. And I think it's a really good question is there's a few things that I personally like about ConvertKit. One, it naturally integrates with a lot of other platforms. So there's certain email marketing platforms, which are really great. Maybe they make gorgeous landing pages and gorgeous emails, but they don't naturally integrate with other platforms. So say you're selling a course on, you're launching a course that you're selling through Thinkific or Teachable, well, you're going to have to use a third-party apps at the moment, such as Zapier to connect the two. And if you're already not a huge fan of tech, adding a third piece on is just going to like, 
it's going to cause you more of a headache. It may end up costing you more money in the end. Cause I think there is some of that resistance. Like, yeah, ConvertKit is not the cheapest one on the block. There are ones that are a little bit less, but you could, it could end up costing you more money if you're using one that doesn't integrate and you have to use Zapier. So for me, that's a big one that it integrates very easily with a lot of other platforms. They have also been adding a lot of new features that they didn't have for the longest time. And I think they've really been listening to their audience. So things like if you write an email sequence, so that's like an automated series of emails. It used to be a subscriber could only get it once and then they could never get it again. But there, and usually that's a good way to run your business. Like if you have a welcome sequence, you don't want someone getting that welcome sequence more than once if they sign up for different freebies. But sometimes you have emails or email sequences that do make sense to Mm -hmm. run over and over again. Like if you're doing a launch, if you're doing it as automated email sequences, if you replicate that launch in the future, you want to be able to have people go through that email sequence again versus having to like start from scratch or duplicate everything and then make adjustments. So I like that they've been adding on some new features. The other thing that I think is cool, I haven't personally played around with it, but they do have um, an ability for your subscribers to give you tips, <laughs> which I think is geared more towards creators. So I think it's their answer to like Substack. So I think that's cool. I haven't used it. And then this is more advanced, but they do integrate with the, the higher level of ConvertKit. They have the creator pack, I think it's called, and they... It integrates with this thing called Smart Loop, which is a way to get people to have people on your list have their own referral link to share out your email, your newsletter. So it helps you with growth, but you're also acknowledging that the people on your list are helping you out and you're, you can have different tiers of rewards. So something new, it is the high, the more expensive version of ConvertKit and I'm just playing around with it. So I can't, I just I've used that. Yeah. I've used that with a different company. It was like a it was like a morning news roundup email that I used to get. And it was the same thing. Like if you forward this or use this link to refer people to this email list, once you get to four people have referred, maybe you'll get a mug or a sticker or something. So it was pretty cool. And it, it like, everybody likes a good competition, right? So I want to get a mug. So I'm going to yeah. refer this cool email. <laughs> so tell That's me, pretty is, cool. is it? A convert kit sponsored referral, or is it like say that Bev Feldman is you're referring Bev Feldman's business and yeah. Bev is going to reward you with a mug? Exactly. Oh my yeah. God. Well, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, in my case, it wouldn't be a mug. It's all like digital right. yeah. things related just, to convert kit. But yeah, and it's all, it's pretty cool because it's all integrated onto each subscriber. Like there's a fair amount of tech that goes in the back end, which you don't need to understand because smart yeah. methods walk you through it. But I'm like, it's kind of brilliant if you think about it, it because a lot of us in the online business world are used to seeing referral programs. Yes. And this creates a pretty seamless way to be able to use your own email marketing as a yeah. way to grow your business while also recognizing that people are helping you to do that. So it's kind of like a, a nice mutual way. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's like brilliant, that. really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like affiliate marketing without feeling like you're pulling everybody in and saying, share my stuff. It's like automated and yeah. seamless. Yeah. And it's funny because I do, I, there is kind of like it straddles that ickiness of not to say affiliate marketing. Right. I know. I, yeah. I, I incorporate it into my business. And I think when done well, 
especially yeah. if it relates to your business, it's great. So I think, you know, being mindful, like of how you use it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Use it for good, uh, not evil. Especially exactly. if, if you give a tip and, and, you know, Susie Smith is like, Oh, I need to share this with Sally. She's just forwarding your email along to Susie or Sally and they're getting <laughs> lost track. Yeah, I know. Forward. I forget who was sending first, but Susie gets to benefit from Sally share. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I personally look at it with email marketing. If I, if I'm sharing information that's really valuable to you, then like, and you think other people could benefit from it, then why not share it along? Like, I mean, I'm hoping that people would share it anyway, that they don't have to be incentivized, but if right. it gives them that little extra push, then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but every, I mean, a lot, unfortunately, or, or fortunately, everybody's always like, what, what do I get out of this? Yeah. yeah. Human nature, not, by right? nature, by nature, not yeah. anything malicious or adversarial. Anyways, tell us about your VIP day that you are promoting right now. Yeah. So one of the ways that I work with clients is through a VIP convert kit setup. So it's kind of geared to two different people, people who either know that they want to switch to ConvertKit and just want someone to get it set up for them from the ground up and not have to think about it. And then I do show them how to use it or people who've had a ConvertKit account and it's kind of a hot mess and they need things like <laughs> fixed up. Cause let's be real. And I I've done this too. If you've been on a platform like convert kit for a while, it's very easy for things to get very messy because you've got mm -hmm. one automation here and this thing here. And you're like, well, how did this person end up in this email sequence? And you just forget. And sometimes it's helpful to have someone come up, come in and clean it up. So that's the other thing I do. And in addition to getting things set up for people, I want clients to feel empowered to use their ConvertKit account and not just have me set it up for them. And then I'm like, Hey, bye. Good luck. Right. Like, and never look at it again. Yeah. Like I want you to know, like, okay, Bev set this thing up for me. Now we need to add in a new email to the sequence. How do I do that? I want like, I want them to say, oh, okay, Bev set this up and now I know how to add it in so that they can use it and hopefully email their list. And then like I do a bunch of uh, video tutorials for people. So it's not, it's very custom to each person. There's no one size fits all approach to how I do set things up. And I also, the video tutorials I do are all specific to that client's account. Nice. And what does that day look like for you? Like, what do I expect from that? Not yeah. what do I expect, but what's my day look like? <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunately, well, there is kind of a pre-call where we talk about things like what I need from you. And that's usually a couple of weeks ahead of time. But the day of, you don't have to worry about it. Like you're just off doing your own thing, going for a walk or working in your business. And, you know, we will we do communicate via Voxer in case anything comes up because, you know, inevitably I'll probably have a question or two, but, you know, I'm sitting there on the back end of your ConvertKit account. And then we end the day with a, a Zoom call where I can show you what I did, explain why things are set up the way they are. There, Then there's also two weeks of support. So it's not just like, okay. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like the day of, you don't, it, you kind of continue on with whatever you've got going on. You don't need to sit there watching me in your ConvertKit account. Cause let's be real. That'd probably, probably be really boring for the person. <laughs> for, for both of you, right? Like <laughs> looking over my Lots shoulder. Lots of and silence. I, yeah. And I think that's a fear that business owners have that because VIP days, you either know about them or you don't, and you either love them or you don't, you're scared of them. But I think a lot of business owners think, oh, 
how am I going to sit with this person for eight <laughs> hours? But you really don't have to because most of the time is implementation. And with you, pretty much 95% of it is you doing you doing your magic and them okay. just going about their day. So that's exactly. awesome. Yeah. Exactly. I think it'd be pretty tedious for both of us. <laughs> I mean, if they it. were so inclined, they could go to the spa while you're waving yeah. your magic wand, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Relax. Yeah. It's a good idea, <laughs> Melissa. It is. That is truly a VIP day. It is true. You yeah. know? So specifically, like for a launch, how far out? I mean, usually, you know, when we are creating launch plans and stuff for our clients, we're putting stuff in there about when they need to get their, you know, their sequences ready to go and and their marketing emails and sales emails and stuff. What is your recommendation for them? Like say they're trying to do their launch on their own. How much of a buffer do you think is best for them to start thinking about that when they're thinking about their launch? I guess even the question is, is how far does something like that book out that you're like, no, I don't, I can't, you know, that's too quick. Yeah. Like next week is too quick. You know? Oh yeah. No, definitely not. Well, I'd say, I mean, it definitely depends on the time of year. So I've had time in the one year that I've had this <laughs> business. I've had certain times of year that have turned out to be busier. I would say like minimum you'd want like three or four weeks minimum yeah. because I mean, unless you already have all of your email copies set, like, well, that will take even longer. And I don't even do the email copy. I just kind of help put it into your convert kit. So the finding the time to meet, to go over what I need from you, the time for you as the the business owner to get all the, you know, the the stuff that I need to implement. So like, if, if you do need, if I, if you haven't written email copy, like you're going to need time to write that. And Mm -hmm. depending on how many emails you need to write, that could be a while. So and then you, yeah, we want to make sure, oh, because I forgot to mention the other thing I do is I like always like to test things. So, test, and sometimes test, 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 test. I love to as well. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes testing things. So I will say one of the downsides of ConvertKit over Active Campaign, because Active Campaign does this cool thing where it allows you to kind of pull people down in through an automation, which is great for testing and ConvertKit. Unfortunately, you cannot do that. So listen up, kind ConvertKit. Of- <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in ConvertKit, and you want to test things out that if you're doing like a launch, for example, that goes over a week, then you're, it's going to, from a testing perspective, you're going to need at least a week to make sure things are working the way they should be, just because you want to kind of mimic what, what's going to happen in real time. So you kind of have to take that into account also that there's to make sure things are as seamless as they are for the launch. Cause you guys know better than I do. I'm, you know, a lot of things can go wrong and probably do go wrong with the launch. So you just yeah, want to make it, sure you minimize that and therefore test everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, we worked with a, another tech VA before who was like, test, 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 like weeks and weeks before, because you just never know how yeah. things can go bad. Yeah. And like, you want to test out also different scenarios. So like, Mm -hmm. I always, when I test for my clients, I'm using multiple email addresses. And when I say multiple email addresses, for those who don't know, with a Gmail account, you can create infinite email addresses by putting your email address and then plus, and then some word before you put at Gmail. 
So I do that like, okay, what happens if I sign up on this form when it happens? What happens if I sign up on this form? What happens if I sign up on this form and I already have this tag? Obviously, I can't envision every single scenario, but as many as I can, I like to make sure it's working the way it should be. And that's something that a business owner isn't even going to know to do, you know, so to have to at least have someone say, think about this when you're, you know, when we're getting this set up to make sure it works the way you want it to. That's so awesome because no one's thinking of that. They're just thinking, are these going to go when they're supposed to go? That's really all they want, right? Yeah. It's going to go when it's supposed to go and people are going to get it. Yeah. Does it look okay? Part of what I do with clients is like thinking about that opt, like before you even get to the launch, like when we think about putting an opt-in on our website, we're like, oh, okay, well the opt-in, I got it on my website and the email got sent out like you're supposed to. So it's great. There's nothing else I have to worry about, but there's like, well, there's a couple things that still that have to happen in between that you also want to make sure are working. And like a couple things at the end, like, I think there's just all these things that we don't think to think about, but that can improve the experience for people who are either coming onto our list or who are signing up for a thing that we're launching. There really is a lot to think about in law. And I'm sure you go through this with the whole timeline thing, which is why I asked. It's it's human nature. Once again, like you come up with an idea and you plan this and then you're like, all right, well, I want to launch it next week. And it's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. you can, you can, but I don't know if I'll be able, I'm the right person to help you because it's just, it's just not enough time. And yeah, we get excited as business owners, I think. And yeah, make it happen today. Yeah. Yes. Well, as a volunteer, I was recently speaking to somebody in, in an organization. I'm the volunteer, right? And we're talking about setting up this event that's in June. And the executive director was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nope, not so fast for a June event. You know, mm. so sometimes you really have to wow. think about all the bells and whistles too, you know? Well, the yeah. other things too that, yeah, that mm-hmm. are happening in the business the other campaigns you have going on and yeah, but this is important stuff and to get it done. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You can go from a list that's, you know, say 500 people on it. Mm -hmm. If you piss too many people off, it might drop down to, you know, 400. So to get it done, right. Yes. Maximize your chances at, growing your email list instead of shrinking it, you know, yeah. to have yeah. someone like Bev come in and just do it, do it right. Yes, absolutely. That sounded like a song from the 80s <laughs> or 90s. Oh, if you want to do it, do it right. Yeah. <laughs> do it with me. <laughs> On that, note, that could be somebody's new theme song. It could be. <laughs> Maybe oh, ours yeah. for season two. You never know. <laughs> Oh, that, that reminds me of total tangent. My daughter's taking my eight-year-old's taking piano lessons and we have a weighted keyboard and she keeps putting it on this like musical setting that sounds like the <laughs> the theme song to a bad 90s made for TV movie. Really? Um, <laughs> please, please tell. <laughs> Do you remember the name? It sounds like it would be. Yeah, it's just the, the whatever notes she's playing. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I'm like, what, can you please change the music setting so it sounds like a piano and never, not whatever instrument you have it set on? Yeah, that's awesome. So, oh, where can time. people find you? They're like, okay, this is all right. She's speaking my language. 
I can barely even get one email out and I have no idea to set how to set up sequences. Please help me. So how do they get in touch with you? Yeah. So you can find me on my website, which is yourpersonaltechfairy.com. And I'm always happy to connect with people on Instagram. And my handle is at your.personaltechfairy. So if you shoot me a DM, I will be sure to answer it. Slide into her DMs, people. Slide right into her DMs. And I promise I'm not going to pitch you on anything. I do legitimately like to just talk to people there. Yeah. (laughs) It's good because I feel like a lot of people are starting to do that is just like the hard sell is kind of going by the wayside somewhat in some circles. And it's nice to sometimes people just want to chat. I mean, sort of, I think we have the pandemic to thank for that, you know, making authentic connections, connections. And do you have a guide that you... You know what? I'm actually, I do, I'm in the process of switching things around. So at the moment I do have, it's basically all about looking at your, your opt-in flow. And by that, I mean, like what happens, like going through your own opt-in on your website and looking through a few different tech pieces so that you're really welcoming people into your list and not just kind of leaving them hanging once they sign up for your list. So it'll be changing a little bit, but the whole, the, the premise of it, it will stay the same. Okay. So we can drop that link in the uh, yes, in the, in the show notes. And for those with their pen ready to go, it's your personaltechfairy.com forward slash guide, G-U-I-D-E. So you can get it there. And once it's updated, go get it again. Who knows? Right? <laughs> yeah. Or probably just send you an email saying, hey, I updated that thing you signed up for. And she will have it set up on an automation. Anyone that clicked on this link. Yeah. You know, it'll be all, it'll be done right coming from Beth. So. Right. Absolutely. And um, just as we referenced earlier, be sure to reach out to Bev. If you are one of those people who have multiple tags and sending emails to multiple people. Yes. At the same time. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, it's funny because I, my most recent Instagram post was stop tagging all the things. Mm-hmm. We all, yeah. And it's something we all fall into the chat. I mean, I've done it too. Like, you know, just put in a tag for everything on ConvertKit. And then you're like, what are all these tags for it? Like I <laughs> looked for? the other day and I had a tag. Oh my goodness. It wasn't even a full word. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> a late night tag. You have no idea what you were trying to type. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, that's the thing about ConvertKit, well, or any of these, that you can make tags that are like 72,000 words long. Yeah. Like I was working on a client's ConvertKit and the tags were like 10 words. words long. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, how is this going to work? But it's okay. It wasn't my tag. I was just I digress. <laughs> I digress. All right. Well, thank you for uh, for joining us. And I feel like this is... People are going to like take this in and now feel like, all right, I finally need to get this done. So just go talk to Bev. She's got our magic wand. Let her fix you up. You'll be thankful. (laughs) And you can go to the spa while you, well, she works her magic. People are leaning in right now to their listening devices because I'm whispering. (laughs) But anyways, I'll wrap it up. I got to go get milk, bread, and eggs before the storm. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much, Bev. Thank you. It was such a pleasure being here. And it was a pleasure having you here. Yes, and, indeed. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. 
go check out our website at margioenterprises.com and our Facebook group at the Business Managers Podcast. It's a nice little community. Yeah. And we'll it's see you next and week. Growing. More <laughs> engagement every day. Everybody have a great day. Bye. Bye. Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at mergioenterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.